Good morning to each one of you, my friends and my brethren in the Lord. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of our God's Word for Today devotional. And let me read to you our verses for today in Acts chapter 23, verses 12 to 22. When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath, neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you, as though you were going to determine his case more exactly. And we are ready to kill him before he comes near. Now, the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush. So he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the tribune and said, Paul, the prisoner, called me and asked me to bring this young man to you, as he has something to say to you. The tribune took him by the hand and going aside, asked him privately, What it is that you have to tell me? And he said, the Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire somewhat more closely about him. But do not be persuaded by them, for more than 40 of their men are lying in ambush for him, who have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man, charging him, tell no one that you have informed me of these things. There was this plot to kill Paul. It was a very evil plan. It's understandable that the vehement hatred of these religious leaders to Paul had exploded like a growing volcano. Their former number one asset, which was Paul, became their number one liability or nemesis now. They could not stop Paul. Paul's 180 degrees transformation couldn't be explained. And in a way, it was less than a miracle. It was really a miracle. So more than 40 of them, they were animated. They were really furious. They made a plot and bound themselves by an oath that they are not going to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. So what can we see here about the unregenerate hearts? In an unregenerate heart, where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. That's what James said in James chapter 3, verse 16. So it's the problem of their hearts, actually. And Solomon corroborated this when he said in Proverbs 27, verse 4, Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Well, a person who is angry is already dangerous. But the question Solomon posed here is, who can stand before somebody who is envious? And that was the situation here. The Jews were envious and jealous that the message of the gospel was gaining traction and momentum among God's people. And they are losing people. So the plot to set an ambush. They would request Paul to go to the council, and along the way, they are going to kill Paul. 
But God's hand was upon Paul. Paul was not someone we believe as indispensable before God. But he was not finished with God yet. God has us a wonderful plan of his life yet. According to God previously, he, because he was able to witness in Jerusalem, he must go to Rome also and testify about the Lord Jesus Christ. So the lesson that we can learn here is that unless the Lord's plan and purposes are true in our lives, we are always immortal before God. We are immortal until God's plan is done or finished in us. So that is the assurance that God is always in control. That his nephew heard about the plot and then he told Paul and Paul told the centurion to take his nephew to the tribune who will report all this. This is an amazing event because the amazing part is that these Roman soldiers and authorities and they are really high-ranking officials in the Roman government, they believed Paul and, the, and his nephew without any doubt at all. Were not all this a result of God's sovereign work in the hearts of men? Definitely. It was the working of God in and through their lives. Solomon says in Proverbs 21 verse 1 that the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever, wherever he will. So if he can change the king's heart, how much more for any other heart? It's like a stream of water that God can change the course and direction of their, their lives, their decision. In other words, God can always influence them in order to suit to his purposes. Now, Jesus, some, one time in the Gospels, in Matthew 10, verse 16, he gathered his disciples and sent them two by two. And he said, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. So what's the implication that Jesus had said it to them? Clearly, we can see here that Jesus may let us pass through the valleys of dangers or death. But because he said this and he's always in control and sovereign, we may feel vulnerable, but we should not be, be insecure because he is always in control. Now, we know the psalmist David who wrote Psalm 23, and this was his testimony that even though he walked through the valley with the shadows of death, he said here in Proverbs, you know, in Psalm 23, verse 3 to 6, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody told us a story that a boy was going to, to school and he has to walk a, a long way and 
sometimes he's going back home at dusk when there were no houses along the way and he, he was asked by his friends, are you not afraid to walk alone through the dark? And his reply was, no, because my mother used to say to me that surely goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. She was thinking like, a surely goodness and mercy. She thought that he thought that these are guys who can accompany him as he walked through the valleys of the shadow of death, or he will walk through the dark, um, narrow paths going back home. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Yes, God may not prevent us to experience difficulties, hardships. Sometimes he allows us to walk through valleys of dangers, but we should not fear because he is with us. So our lesson for this morning is this, that even though we have difficulties ahead and some dangers along the way, some valleys to walk through, the peace of God should be experienced because he is with us. He is the God of Emmanuel. He is ever-present. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So Paul was escorted and, and uh, he was protected by the centurion here as ordered by the tribune. And you can learn that in the next succeeding stories that we can find here. So meet me that this morning and throughout the day, we always will feel the security that no plot, no plan of the devil will prosper because he put heads around us. He is guarding us. He is a sovereign God. He knows what he's doing. We should trust God that he is always in control. Should we not? Let us pray. Father, we thank you that this morning, once again, we have learned how you have touched lives of people to protect Paul. You are a sovereign God because nothing that man will do will prosper unless you allow it to happen because you are always in control. And we always maintain that you are sovereign over all things. And thank you that you can touch hearts of people and change it as you change the course of the river. You can change the hearts of even kings, Lord. Perhaps some of us have been facing a lot of difficulties right now. Some are facing difficult decisions to make in the offices, at home, and wherever they are working. And it involves a lot of people. Some are their superiors, some are their subordinates. I pray, Lord, that you will use the word of God to encourage them, Lord, that you are always in control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.